and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Oh boy, here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates, this is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! You are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. This is episode number 96 of the Magic on a Dollar podcast. And guys, I'm happy you're there. I'm happy you're out there. Thank you so much for listening. I know you have a lot of podcast opportunities out there because there are something like 800,000 podcasts out there. And that's not a made up number. That's a legitimate number podcasts. I haven't subscribed to all of them. I'm sure I'm getting there. Uh, But you have a lot of podcast choices out there and you chose this one. And I really really do appreciate it more than you know. Stay tuned. I've got some podcast announcements coming up in the next few weeks. Some great things happening for this podcast. It's going to take a slight turn very soon, and I think you'll be very pleased as to the direction we're going to go, but that's coming in the coming weeks. In the previous weeks, however, we have done the senses of Walt Disney World. We talked about the smell of Walt Disney World. We have talked all about the feel of Walt Disney World, the sights of Walt Disney World, and of course last week, last episode, we talked about the tastes of Walt Disney World. Well, it was so much tasting, we had to come back for more. My friend Terry Weaver is back on with me again, and uh, we talk uh, talk all about Epcot. We talked about the dining resorts. We talked all about dining over at Disney Springs as well. Um, Just, we had a two-hour conversation. I had to break it right in the middle and kind of, you know, break it up because it was just, it was too much. I was getting way too hungry. If you haven't heard episode 95, go back and listen to that. You'll hear Magic Kingdom, Hollywood, and Epcot all being referenced and all the, the good stuff you'll get there as well. And so enjoy this episode here. Also, we kind of dive into a little bit of Terry's book. He wrote a book called Making Elephants Fly, which I'm almost finished with, and it's an excellent book, excellent read. You can find it on his website, terryweaver.com. He, he does a podcast as well, just like that. I keep keep hyping this guy up because he's just a great guy. He really, really is a great guy, and I want you to know more about him, and you'll hear all about his his love of Disney, you'll all, all about his leadership and things like that, and we'll be talking a little bit about that at the beginning of the of the segment uh and then of course we dive right back into the food going on over into epcot hope you guys enjoy we will see you on the other side and welcome back to the magic hundred dollar podcast if you did not hear episode uh 95 which was yesterday the part one of the tastes of walt disney world make sure you go back and listen to that you can still push forward to this episode listen to this so you're not going to miss the continuity is kind of there you're not going to be messed up too bad you know we're not doing spoilers for you from last episode but it is kind of nice to have a good flow there because I've had on my friend Terry Weaver yesterday and back on today in episode 96 here talking about the tastes of Epcot. Terry, how's it been since I last talked to you uh, 20 minutes ago? It was good. Well, we wanted to give everybody a chance for their food to settle. Yes. You know, yes, yes. like, it's <laughs> like, don't listen to a podcast about food without resting 20 minutes before you jump in the pool. Well, it's like uh, I had Travel Mission Matt on. Uh, we talked about uh, we talked about the, the feel of, of Walt Disney World, and there's really it was a great conversation. But there's only so much you can do when you talk when you're talking about tangible things to touch in Walt Disney World. However, when you're talking about food, I mean, literally, this days. could be a podcast series itself. You know, episode one, we're yeah. going to talk all about Satuli Canteen. Episode two, we'll talk about Tusker House. I mean, it's just it's it could be a whole thing, a whole series. Um, or we could do a, we could just record a really short one. 
a follow up a follow up to the the touch and the feel is don't touch anything. All right, thanks guys. That's very true. That is very true. This was, <laughs> that was actually recorded right at the beginning of everything. So yeah, don't touch <laughs> a thing. Don't feel anything without uh, sanitizer coming right behind you. Uh, but before we start on on Epcot, which is where we're going to go in this episode, Epcot, uh, the resorts, and Disney Springs, we'll talk about all the fun things to eat. In, in lots the of food still to be eaten. Lots of food still to be eaten. Uh, lots of us uh, two chubby guys droning on about foods they love to eat, as you can see if you've ever seen me and him. Um, but uh, I want to talk about a little, a little bit about the book you have, Making Elephants Fly is your book. You wrote this a couple of years ago, all about getting your dreams off the ground. And, and full disclosure, I am halfway through the book. I am not finished the complete thing yet, but there is a list in here that I really wanted to kind of bring up. And this is for the audience, something to, to, to listen to besides just us eating. Um, there's a list of eyes in there. Basically, it, it's set up a chapter called uh, uh, Being in the Wild. And let me get the name of the chapter. Ah, Surviving, Surviving in, in the, the wild. wild. And we are in a position right now where everybody's kind of in their own little wild. Everybody's stuck on their house or stuck in their neighborhood. I mean, you can't do a lot of traveling. Uh, depending on the states you're in, you can't leave your house, that kind of thing. And it really is a time when I think a lot of people are, despite the memes we see on Facebook, I think a lot of people are doing the improvement stuff. They're kind of, you know, working on things. They're trying to get in, getting their business ready. They're doing things to help get themselves set up for when things open back up. I know myself, I'm working on, I've been working on my website diligently, making sure the content's there. So when everything opens back up, I can just say, Hey, I'm, I, that part of my, my job is done. Um, but you wrote a list in here and these are the people that, that basically you should surround. Well, most of these people you should surround yourself with. You've got the inventors, the inventors, the improvisers, the improvers, the instigators, the imagineers, the initiators, the introducers, the imposters, the imitators, the invokers, the invalidators, and the investigators. Now, I'm not going to spend time. I don't want to spend time going through every single one of those those different people. But it's a it's a good list of people you should should surround yourself with. And so, I wanted to ask you, Terry, as you wrote this book, why is it important, especially in this downtime now when we're all physically distanced from each other? Why is it important to surround yourself with those kind of people? And what kind of people should you look to surround yourself with? Well, the first group of eyes, you, you, you kept reading to a couple that are the uh, the ones that you stay away from, you know, the the imposters, the imitators, the invokers, right. the invalidators, the investigators. Well, I think if there's anything I've learned in life, it's that multiplication is greater than symbol addition. People make us better. That almost all of the work I do in life is around getting groups of people together, whether it's at the thing, the conference that that you've attended that I, I put on or... Mm-hmm mastermind groups that I lead that people, when they get around each other, make each other better. They encourage each other. They come up with tricks. They come up with tips. They come up with collaborations. I mean, I I've seen that, especially during this season, you know, I, I'm kind of the leader of a group, but the, the most beautiful thing that happens when you're leading something is that people just do things on their own. Right. And so I'm watching all of that collaboration happen. Um, you know, like, you know, the inventors, those are, those are people that are around you that create things. We all want to be around people that bring and add value. The improvisers, they're people that, that are the class clowns. You and I probably figure it fit into this category, right? We right. were the ones that get paid to do now what we would have been like put in the corner <laughs> in schools. <laughs> you know, the people that are improvers, people that like fix things, that make things better. The instigators, there's another category. But those are people who were always like, Steve Jobs was an instigator. Steve Jobs, I was had a, read a great quote about him that Rob Lott, Someone else you should have on the podcast as you as you make your new announcement. Also also known as a Dapper Dan, also known as a Six Bit Slocum in the Hoop Doo Musical Review. <laughs> but um, you know the people that break things, people that kind of they're disruptors. That's what Steve Jobs was, right? He was someone that like he didn't he didn't invent the Walkman. He invented a better one called the iPod, and now the iPod really became the iPhone, and right. that's changed all of our lives. 
the initiators, the introducers, the people that introduce you to other people. But yeah, man, it's just so cool to have people around you that are just constantly connecting with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the initi- the initiators are ones that I love. They're one of my favorite groups. And I know you have a movie podcast. I know you'll you'll get this reference. But Rob Schneider is in, or at least for the for when I wrote this, was in almost every Adam Sandler movie. And he always said the same thing, even if he had no major role in it. He somehow was in the in the crowd, whether it was yelling at Bobby Boucher and Waterboy, but he was always yelling, "You could do it!" You know, he always had this category. Yes. Yeah, he yep. was in. Uh, he was in the the prison football movie. What's that movie called? Uh, the Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. But he was always there. Yelling, you could do it, right? And so, you need Rob Schneider. You need people who show up for you and that are yelling you and they're cheering you on and they're, you know, they're like David Dollar. Man, we love you. We love what you do. We love the stuff you create. That's just those people make you want to make more stuff. They make you want to do more things. They're why you've been doing the website because someone's cheering you on. Yeah. So it's uh and and to to I know I ran through the list real quickly and and you're right because I kind of pushed them all together but you know the the people you want around you are the inventors are the improvisers the improvers the instigators like you mentioned Steve Jobs the imagineers the initiators the encouraging people and the introducers the people to stay away from are the imposters the imitators which they basically copy everybody else's stuff the invokers the drama queens the invalidators which every idea is a bad idea and the instigators which just want to research stuff and they're always looking but they never find anything i love the way you put that um and i I think it's in this time especially because this is the most unique time i personally have ever experienced in my in my adulthood maybe my life of just this time when everybody is separated from everybody and if i wanted to come Mm -hmm. see you and hang out with you, that would be extremely discouraged. And we'd have nowhere to go basically because everything's closed. And so we'd have to get takeout and go sit in a park bench. And hopefully we wouldn't get chewed away by the police. And so, I mean, we are in this time where this is a great time to cultivate your people, cultivate your tribe, cultivate your surrounding, cultivate whatever it is that you're going to do. Um, and, and without going negative, you know, if you need to kind of start edging some people out and bringing new people in, this is the time to do it because as we venture into this new world, whatever this world looks like in a month or two weeks or six months or whatever, God forbid, um, you know, you need it. You need to be ready. You need to be set for whatever you're doing. And that's kind of what I've done. I've, I've surrounded my people with incredible people. Surround my tribe with incredible people, um, people I know I can call on for help or for, hey, can you help me out with this project? Can you show me this? Can you teach me? Can I pay you a little bit to, to whatever? Um, you know, and I'm, I'm very proud of the network I've been able to create. And it is doing things like this list here is, you know, I've got my, my, my encouragers and I've got my people that, that break stuff and I've got my people that think, let's, let's do it a better way. And, you know, you need that. You, you really do. I just think that I just wanted to bring that up because that's a it's a great part of the book. And of course, you can find that on TerryWeaver.com. And they're not very expensive. It's a great book. It's a great read. It's a, it's an afternoon. Get a highlighter. You'll make some notes. It's it's good stuff. It really is. You've had the book for two years. It's an afternoon read. Why are you still not done with it, David? Oliver? Oh, there are books that I haven't read yet that I've had for five years. I've, I have that, I have an entire books. bookcase full of books I've not yeah. read yet. So yeah, well, if, you know, if, you ever put, if you've ever put the thing on audio, I would have read it the first day, but it's not on audio, so. Yeah, it's on it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> reading your own book because I've started I've started chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Reading your own writing is probably one of the top 5 most terrifying things you'll ever do in life. <laughs> um it's up there with swimming. It's weird, man. And I d- obviously like a lot of people that's why the people who read other people's books exist. I'm going to do it. It's on the list. Um Gary Vaynerchuk a few years ago kind of broke the rules and like read the audiobook and it was like, "You know why I said that, but I think I might be wrong there." <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, there are kind of new rules to to, mm-hmm. to to audiobooks. 
So now, is it going to be when you do your audiobook? Will it be just a straight reading, or will it be kind of like John Acuff does, where he reads the books, but he adds notes in there and he throws? And by the way, let me tell you a story. And he kind of throws throws yes. extra things in there, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. figured. <laughs> so let's get back to the fun part. Let's get back to the eating because that's what we love to do. We talked about yesterday, uh, Magic Kingdom. Hollywood and Animal Kingdom, kind of the our favorite foods in the park. We kind of jumped around from snacks to drinks to entrees to desserts or whatever. Let's jump over to Epcot. Epcot, of course, has World Showcase, and every rest every every pavilion has a restaurant. Sometimes a counter service and a sit down. Uh, I think America just has a counter service. There are food carts everywhere. Of course, you've got the festivals uh, to talk about, and then you've got Future World, where you've got. Um, the Coral Reef Cafe. You've got Sunshine oh. Seasons. You've got, uh, you know, you've got the Garden Grill. You've got, thankfully, no longer the Electric Umbrella. So <laughs> there are a myriad of places to eat there at Epcot. Um, Let's get Future World out of the way. Okay, the Future, future World. world out of the, way. Is, yep. the Future World is really about the past. Well, I, I'll tell you though, one of my one of my favorite counter services is Sunshine Seasons, right there in the land in front of uh, Soarin'. <laughs> I think I think the food is great. I do. You got counters across the board. All kinds of different food. It's not very expensive. You can find something you want in one of those five or six counters. I'm a big fan of it, mostly because location, price, it's good food. It's easy to get to. Soarin', living with the land is there. You can eat and go ride Soarin' or living with the land. You can do those rides and then come eat before you venture out to Nemo. It's it's all right there together. I'm a, I'm a fan. With your size, does that mean you're not a fan of Sunshine Seasons? I ate there where there was a DVC party. It di- it didn't It didn't make my day. But here's what does happen in sunshine seasons. It kind of bums me out. It's like if you go like at an off time, they'll close half the windows. Like when we went to sushi part, they have like a sushi there that was closed. Like we just had like the little, the little, you know, stir fry beef or whatever. I remember we got free food that night and we were like, by the time we got done eating it, we're like, yeah, let's just go to Morocco and have dinner instead. I will, I will still go there, but I've only gone there in the, in the peak times, like the breakfast or the lunch or the dinner. I've never gone just at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or a random midday because typically at 2 in the afternoon, we're across the park somewhere doing something else. And so I can't remember the last time I was in, in the land pavilion in the middle of the afternoon because that's always a first stop for us. Uh, Coral Reef is over there as well. I, I like Coral Reef. I think it's good seafood. It's not one of my go-tos every time. I do like that aquarium that's right there. I've sat right by the window, which is great. I've sat across the restaurant, which is pretty cool. You still get to see the aquarium. Garden Grill is also there at the land. I'm not a fan of the lunch and the dinner because I don't like the type food. The breakfast is really good. The breakfast is a very, very good breakfast. It's very, it's bacon, eggs, ham, sausage, you know, your, your, your omelets, your hash browns, grits, things like that. It's very standard food, but it's really good food because yeah, it's Epcot food. I mean, they, they got the gardens right there. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, you meet Mickey and uh, Pluto and Chip and Dale, which is kind of fun all there. But so I, I would recommend trying the breakfast. I think the breakfast is very, very good there. So, uh, and really beyond that, now that Electro, Electric Umbrella is gone, I don't know that there's much left over there other than a few food carts. Yeah, the uh, one thing I was really corn. looking forward to when I was going to go straight there is the new space restaurant coming. Space 2020. Uh, I, I've actually talked about Space 2020 several times in this podcast because we keep getting news that it would be coming and the dates would be coming. And then, of course, nothing has happened. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe that's something we don't even I'm assuming it's coming. We have no idea. We don't, no, it's we don't coming. Know it's, coming. It's, so. it's Patina Group. Right. Which which is Via Napoli. I think Patina Group does Morimoto. Mm hmm. Yeah, Patina Group does Morimoto. They're well versed in Disney food. They do both all of the Italy restaurants. Um, so I've, I've got they've 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 got good food, and I think Via Napoli is probably out of all is my favorite of the Italian restaurants. But yeah, the only thing I normally would grab in Future World was was, was a coffee at Starbucks, or if I wanted to go have a Beverly in the Coke 
the cool cafe or, or make you, someone you else could drink. have had a Beverly. Not so much anymore. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there'll be some version of that back. I think that was such a Coca-Cola has been such a big Disney partner. Yeah, I'm thinking through their future world, too. And there's really not. A, I think we've really we've exhausted it, which which tells me there may be some more dining coming is. But there's just so much in in, you know, the world showcase that there really doesn't have to be. Right. Um, so let's uh, well, let's walk on up to World Showcase then. Let's and, let's uh, let's go in some sort of a, a, a order. Well, I was going to start in Canada. If you'd like to go to Mexico, we can. But I was going to kind of walk with Canada. Um, this, this is this is like watching Star Wars out of order. But I'll, I'll, I'll let it be at your <laughs> podcast. Well, well, we'll do. Well, well, we can start in Mexico. Let's do. We'll do Mexico. Let's go to Mexico. Me- That's- Mexico is the is the proper way to. Uh, Around the world, whether it's eating or drinking, whatever you're doing around the world, or I with Mexico Pavilion. I don't really enjoy Mexico that much, and I'll tell you why. I am I am a weird guy that my tacos are just fine from Taco Bell. The Mexico Pavilion seems to be too authentic for me, even though it's Mexico and Epcot. It's, just, it's none of the food there is really that good to me. I've, it's people love it, so don't get me wrong here. I'm not telling you it's bad food. It's people. It's just food that I don't eat very much of. So I'm just not a huge fan of of the Mexican. Pavilion, and I will tell you this too. I'm actually Mexico, Norway, and China are our first three. I'm not going to have a whole lot to give in all three of these. <laughs> because, okay, well, 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 I, you know, I, I love Mexican foods. So I'll be able to help you through. I'll be here for your audience, David Dollar. Even though when you when you're going to abandon them, um, we love San Angel Inn. Um, the chips and salsa there are great. They have a, just a great menu. <clears throat> we typically go at lunch. We went last time with we we went in January with my mom. Um, and Leslie's mom, my wife, and everything we had there was fantastic. In fact, one of the things we make at home regularly is polo a la raja from that menu. Um, and it's, you know, you go there, it, you know, 20, 20 bucks, give or take. Their enchiladas are great. Their tacos are great. I love it. They have a great flan. And you can get the same margaritas in the restaurant that you get in La Cava. We love, I love going to La Cava. They have great, you can get, they have, if you just want to go and have chips and salsa, mm-hmm. And uh, guacamole, chips, and queso, or a combination. I'm a huge fan of their blood orange margarita. Do you agree that La Cava has the best margaritas on property? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the same property. Okay. It's the same in San Angel as it is in La Cava. They're the same margaritas. Um, but yeah, they're 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 fantastic. I just love that pavilion, man, because it's it's a cool uh, pavilion. It looks yeah, cool. Yeah. You know. And I had slept on La Hacienda de San Angel, and we went for one of the last showings of. Um, illuminations inside of the window there um and they're they're only open for dinner but we kind of had their version of fajitas which they call paradillas and they have a del mar or they have a la hacienda (laughs) which is just a new york strip steak and a bunch of vegetables and a bunch of sides and it serves two it's 60 bucks Mm -hmm. but it literally would serve it would serve your whole family you guys can get that for the three of you and have leftovers still nice um fantastic and so there are ways to go to Disney and do things like that if you're not on the dining plan and to really stretch the menu out a little bit. But yeah, I think there's a lot of good dining in there. And I guess we'll go to Norway next. You know, everyone go, kind of goes crazy for the school bread. Eh. I've eaten at Akershus a couple of times and I like the food. I, I did. Uh, I'm a seafood fan. So they do have a cold seafood bar there, which I actually enjoy. My wife yeah. is not a seafood fan, especially cold seafood. She's like, I'm not having any of that. We haven't had the dinner there. I, don't, I think the last time we had the dinner was when they did not have princesses for dinner. And so, you know, it's they have a character character meal with the princesses. And it's a great place to go if you can't get the castle or you don't want to use two credits or pay all that money for the castle. 
go to Ekershus, you'll meet Bill right there in the front. You get to see Cindy and Aurora and Snow White and all the standards. They're all right there as well. And it's, it's, it's a pretty good, pretty good meal. Um, it's nothing that I'm like, I'm raving about, but it is one of those in a pinch or if you can't get the castle or whatever, you know, great, great place to be princesses. It's a, it's a much better version on a cheaper budget to get yeah. the same princess as you basically get at the castle. Right. It's a right. good option. And and the difference is you do meet Cinderella at Cinderella's castle. You meet Belle at this one. Uh, other than that, there's no guarantee what princesses you're going to get. So you may not have Cinderella at your meal at Ekrishus. So if you're a big Cindy fan, you know, just make sure you go see her at Fairytale Hall. Make sure you get that out. You, you can see a much better there. princess than Cinderella. So yeah, that's what. true. That's true. <laughs> so, um, and that's Norway. Of course, they've got the frozen ride there. You meet Anna and Elsa. And they've got the frozen treats and so on and so forth. China is next to that. They've got a restaurant there called Nine Dragons, uh, which is your standard Chinese restaurant, which is good food. I, I'm not a huge Chinese fan, but I like China. I like Nine Dragons. I, I will say this. Growing up, I grew up in the D.C. area. So, like, here in the South, which is where we, you and I both live, Chinese food is kind of almost like fast food here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or like you go to a restaurant and there's like pictures above a menu. Like in DC, like maybe this because it was, they've been there longer. It was a place like where you sat down and you had a meal. It was always a table service experience. Like to go was like something you had to walk through the restaurant and get it from the back of the restaurant. This is like really nice Chinese food is how I would describe yeah. it. So it's very much like yep. that. They have a great general shows chicken. They have great appetizers, but obviously if you have Chinese food, in your area, but it's also kind of a, it's, it's, it's a good restaurant. Um, they have probably another one of my favorite cocktails, which is called, um, on, on the cart outside China. Um, Will Haynes, who's one of my co-hosts on WDW today told me about this. And I, he said it, it's a chocolate bourbon, um, coffee. It's basically like an iced coffee drink and it is called tipsy ducks in love. And it is absolutely, yeah, it's a, Three-fourths a cup of uh, black tea, chilled coffee, a third a cup of chilled black tea, bourbon, chocolate syrup. It's just, it's fantastic, man. It's a its a happy little drink. And most people don't go, hey, I'm going to go to Epcot and have Chinese food. But it's a good, you know what, we know what, you know what's nice about the restaurants there is even their quick service. It's safe because most yeah. people do like Chinese food and it's really good. I mean, I've, I've not, I've not had a bad meal there. My, my wife loves the egg rolls there. She loves that cart. Uh, uh-huh. She loves getting the egg rolls and just as we're walking by, hey, stop for a minute. Okay, stop. And she walks over. I'm going to give me an egg roll. Maybe, maybe she's not even that hungry, but she wants an egg roll because we're there because they're just really good egg rolls. You know, we left off. We left the egg roll cart off in the Magic Kingdom and the cheeseburger egg rolls they have there. Yes, so, those are good. Throwback. Those we good. did. We did forget. Yep. We're talking about so much food, <laughs> you and I. <laughs> and we recorded, spoiler alert, we recorded these back to back. So like. Yep. My wife just texted me and goes, what are you thinking for dinner tonight? I was like, I don't know, but I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I want to drink from La Cava and uh, have exactly. a egg rolls. And, uh, and that's the reality is we're recording this, yeah. right? Like more than anything, we just wish we could go get in a plane. Yes. Yeah. You know, I would, uh, you know what? I would park at the TTC and eat at Hollywood and Vine tonight if I had to. Yes, if it so- meant I was there and ride Stitch's Great Escape three times in a row, if it meant I was there. That's, that yeah. would be great. Adam but, Duckworth, who owns tra- one of the Disney travel agents, asked, Asked at a post earlier this week, like, what would you do? I was like, dude, honestly, I'd be happy the parking lot tram at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'll just ride around. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever, I'll, I'll whatever have chicken nuggets and eat the par- parking lot. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, um, of course, next to that is is Germany. And this is where I start really taking interest because Germany has a place oh, called here Caramel Cuche. Caramel Cuche. Now, we're, now we're picking up. Werther's Originals. And Jen and I talked about this a couple weeks ago with the smell of Walt Disney World because you walk in that shop and caramel just hits you and you just smell it. And it's 
so freaking good. Um, we're big fans. Our family's a big fans of, of candied apples and caramel apples and peanut apples. And so we always come back with a couple of them. And this is the place we always go to get them. We have made special stops before we go to the airport, before we leave out on our, on our departure day to make sure we go to Epcot, zip in real quick to get the caramel apples and get out, um, which is kind of strange. I'm kind of dashing through World Showcase. Three apples, dash right back out. We don't, don't get to ride anything or see anything or see any characters, just in and out. Uh, but love the caramel apples there. They're just so fantastic because it's German chocolate. It's German caramel. It's really, really good. The whole shop is, is wonderful. Sad story. That place hasn't always been that. It was a Hummel store themed for the Hummel figures from Germany. And my mm-hmm. one of my favorite memories was is my grandparents were stationed in Germany growing up. So my mom lived in Germany for a while. So like when we went to Epcot for the, for like when we kind of knew my grandparents, it, it was for, it, it was in the nineties when the birthday castle was, but we knew my grandparents oh, yeah. were kind of leaving. We're kind of entering that phase of life where it was like, they're probably not going to be able to go. We're not going to be able to take a big family trip anymore. In fact, it was the first time I'd seen my grandmother in a wheelchair because obviously when you go to Disney world, you can handle not being a one in real life, but right. You know, the 25 miles a day you're going to walk at Disney world aren't going to happen without a wheelchair. And so my my grandmother, a huge shopper. This is my, this is my favorite Disney memory. Um, and my grandmother always would say, like as a kid, like if she saw something in a store, she would always like tell the associate, like I'll think about it. Which I always like called her out for lying <laughs> as a kid. I was like, just tell the nice lady you're not going to come back and buy those shoes, nanny. And but she saw this Mickey and Minnie. Um, and there's a famous Norman Walkwell painting of Mickey and Minnie sitting on a park bench, looking at the sunset with Pluto kind of on their backs and they had a, a, a mini Hummel um, of that. And my grandmother thought about it all day and like three minutes before illumination started, she's like, I want that. And so I was like, I'll run across the park, mm-hmm. go in there and have, you know, grandpa meet us there. I called him Papa. And so like, we came back there before it was the Carmel cafe and we, we had to buy that for her. And uh, it was one of the things when she when she when she passed that I definitely said, that's one of my Mickey closets. So we still have that. But that place always I always go there and kind of have a minute when I'm at Epcot and always kind of remember her. And then they sell a special edition of uh, Werther's that are caramel coffee flavored Werther's Mm -hmm. that are that are just I have them shoved everywhere. And and my (laughs) wife is listening to this podcast. So I won't tell you I won't mention where they are in the house because I don't ever want to run out of them. So. It because you know someday we're all going to be that age and we carry those in our pocket. It's just yep. required. It's part of getting old, and so I want well, to be ready be, for that. You'll be the old guy that all the kids want to come to. Go to Mr. Terry. He's got the He's really got the coffee good flavors. <laughs> the coffee flavored ones. Yeah, uh, of course they've also got beer garden there in yeah. uh, uh, in Germany, which is the buffet, which is kind of the table style, and you're sitting with other families because you have these long tables. Yeah. Uh, that's the way it was before. Who knows how they're going to do it for? They may have but, to fix um, that. May be a change. It may be a change, which I didn't mind it. It was kind of fun. You're sitting, you know, two seats yeah. away from other families. And uh, it, I'm not a huge, huge German fan, uh, German food fan, but I do like the food there. I've only been there a couple of times, but uh, they're, they've always been very nice. Get the entertainment on the stage, which is good. You know, so but really the caramel shop is the, is, the place, is my go-to place. It's one of my yeah, favorite the purple, places to go to that I've got. The purple pickled cabbage that's on the buffet there is fantastic. They've got a great apple strudel. Apple strudel uh, is really good. Yep. As you would imagine, it's German. And if you and if you're, you're listening and you you've, you know you know you, we've all watched Stacy, it's the place where she goes to Germany and goes pretzels and beer. You Pretzel know, like we all want the beer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so they of course get your hot dog on the pretzel bread. Um, if you want to kind of combine the two, but yeah, it's a Germany's a super fun little pavilion. Mm-hmm. I love the little Stein sh- 
the uh, the Steinbearer. I don't know. I just I, I love that pavilion. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. In fact, one of our we do the VVIP day as part of the thing, and one of that we had kind of a, a a kids thing that we did last year. And one of the one of the one of the teenagers that came made like a German pavilion ride with Pinocchio that I loved. And so like nice. I, I'd love for there to be a German. I'd love to see more attractions in Peter World, and they're coming, or at least yeah. they were coming. I mean, we're getting a Ratatouille coming our way from France, but yeah, I do love, I do love that pavilion. It's, it has a feel, a smell. Um, in fact, this this kind of part of Epcot is probably my favorite because mm-hmm. they're kind of deeper pavilions, and you kind of get in there and you have this moment like you almost forget you're at a theme park, right? Because you, you know, kind of you can kind of get buried back there, like as you walk yeah. to the back. back Italy, the Italy, and Germany out. specifically, you get in there mm-hmm. and it's like. They're very like you feel like you're in a corner in Europe. Well, um, and Morocco, I know we'll get to Morocco, but it's one of the only places in you can actually get in get into a certain part of Morocco where you can turn 360 and not see the rest of the park. Like you're in Morocco completely. Yep. Um, and I don't know that you can do that in any other pavilion, which is kind of cool. But um, so that's Germany as we walk over now to Italy, which mm-hmm. uh, you know, as we've mentioned before, have a, there's a thousand Italian restaurants there on property, but to me, they're all right. The good ones are right there in the Italy pavilion. Uh, I love Vianopoli. I don't. I know yep. you said Napoli. I call it Napoli. Whatever. I love Napoli. It's really, really good pizza. They've got the wood fire stoves on on the on the grills on the wall. Um, you know they pH balance their water to match the Italian water. They 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 import ingredients in to make sure it's authentic. It is such good pizza. On the dining plan, you can you know one credit each or however much you want to pay. They have this the massive what three or four foot long pizza that can feed six seven people easily. Uh, it's just it's really really good food. I hate pizza. Don't like pizza. I grew up traveled with a Christian drama team for a summer, and we had we had <laughs> bad pizza. like Domino's and like Little Caesars. Have you heard Little Caesars reference? Uh, and we had that for like twenty nine or thirty two days straight. Wow, pizza every night, and so you know, not even just pizza, but pizza that been in the youth room for an hour. Pizza, right. <laughs> and so like if I'm eating pizza, it's going to be really good. And Vienna Poli has great pizza. They have great. Mm-hmm. They have a great picture of sangria. We got that when we were there in January. They have a great chicken parm. They have great pizzas. I've toured that menu. There used to be another Italian restaurant that literally is probably my favorite. There used to be the Italian restaurant that was the the main kind of sit down before Via Napoli came along. They used to make their noodles as you walked in. And they had, it was called um, Alfredo's. The guy that used to run it actually has a, a kind of an upscale restaurant in Orlando now. But you'd walk in and, you know, it was the homemade, like, noodles and it was the you know the alfredo sauce it was the alfredo's alfredo's alfredo that was so good they have um a little cannoli cart cannoli and gelato cart mm-hmm. um right there don't sleep on that my wife find i i talked to my wife into getting an affogato which is a espresso shot over top of uh of like a vanilla scoop of gelato right and, and, that, and that kind of ruined her <laughs> forever she's like um we're gonna need to get gelato in the house <laughs> now yeah, that's a, that that place is one of our our favorites for sure. If you've ever seen anybody talking about Rosa Regal, which is a red sparkling wine from Italy, from the Bantfri Bantfi winery in the Tuscany, the Tuscan region of France, super fun. The little like wine. That's also something that pe- people do. I don't know if you've heard they drink around the world. Yes, that I'm happens not, occasionally. I'm not. I'm not a person that enjoys. I I I grew up kind of in a in the church world, so like. I don't know that I've ever been actually drunk or I definitely haven't ever gotten there on purpose, but I do enjoy a cocktail from time to time. The little wine bar that's next to that's there in Italy has got some great little sandwiches. They have the cannolis. 
Um, mm-hmm. They have a great Italian wine list. That's actually one of my favorite things to do at Epcot is we'll go have a have a margarita and then go to the wine bar in Italy and just sit there with friends. Um, when you when you when you travel a lot and you I, I, Disney's a huge part of our life. I have had a lot of meetings in the little wine bar um, <laughs> with the annual pass, living that AP life. They keep just adding months onto the end of it, so maybe it's not, it's never going to expire. Which would be um, nice. But Italy, man, I, I think that might be my favorite like country on the on, on as you go around because the food's great. Um, once again, no attraction, but yeah, I could I could I could eat and eat and drink on that one for a while. It's a it's a good place. One of my favorite desserts is right there in Vianopoli, and it's the Zapoli di Carina, where it's basically the little fritters with whipped cream and sauce, and they serve it like this cone shaped dish. They put four or five little fritters in there, and it's just it's it's good. And it's one of those you can share with other people. You can all yep. each have a fritter or two or whatever, and it's yep. you know it comes with your meal, and it's just, it's super good. Which is um, all you need when you've eaten there. It's like, yeah, exactly. Let's have more dessert piled on top of all the pizza, and yeah. you know. I've been with a party of six people, including some teenage boys uh, and and adults, and that's enough pizza for everybody. I mean, it really is good, good food. Um, so I, I I agree, and of course the wine cellar is right there next door, which is really good. I've been there once for dinner, had a really good dinner there. It was different. It wasn't pizza. It was something I can't remember what I had, but I liked it. I mean, I did. Uh, I'm not a wine drinker. I don't I don't drink a lot of alcohol, uh, so I can't tell you how good the wine is there. But I've never heard a bad thing about that wine place, and so you know. If it's Disney and you want wine, what better place to go to for wine than a wine they, cellar at Italy? They have an Italian margarita, which is lemon cello based. That is tasty. Um, nice. Super refreshing. Because a lot of times, a lot of times the reason why we go to those places, because it's like, okay, we're here. I want an ice water and a, something cold to drink and to get out of the heat. You're going around the world. Yeah, going around the America? world. We're going to Japan next. Oh, no. America is next. Oh, Japan. Oh. America is next, and then Japan. So America, we've got the American Adventure right there, which is the the, the Regal uh, Eagle has opened up. I have not been and there yet. neither one of us have eaten there, so we really can't talk about it. But I do know they have good barbecue in the very front, like a cart there. Uh, they yep. serve some barbecue, which is good. And so we'll just keep walking by America because, again, we haven't eaten there. I've heard it's great, but I don't know they much always about have a lobster. They have a lobster roll normally there. Which is, uh, I'm glad they have. I'm glad they do some. They did the Regal Eagle because America needed something. Uh, they just had a, a counter service that was there, the Liberty Inn. I think it was it was okay. I mean, it was serviceable garbage. food. Um, it was like, but it was it was garbage theme park food. Let's but it's one of those. Real. Why are you going to eat there when you're you've got everything else around you? Why eat here? And maybe that's why they were like, why why try give you American food when you should be eating everything else? Um, so I'm I'm glad they have something there now. Uh, but Japan is next, and the first thing that comes to mind, Japan, uh, and and I don't remember the name of, but there is a little ice cream cart there in the very front of Japan. Yep. Shaved and ice. They serve the shaved ice, and they serve this incredible iced milk concoction and it's super duper good you can get it with iced milk and flavor or whatever and it's it's kind of a hidden gem a lot of people don't know about it but it's it's wonderful it's one of my favorite things to eat on a hot day or even a cool day um not very expensive get some strawberries some cherry syrup on top of whatever it's it's fantastic love that shaved ice stuff ice dream or whatever they call it no that's good obviously they have a hibachi style restaurant there that's fantastic if you if you don't have one in your community, I know people that love it and swear by it. I love sushi. So we go to Tokyo dining. Um, they have a, um, what do they call that? The volcano roll there. It's fantastic. It's a California roll topped with like a yellow spicy sauce. And it's got shrimp and tuna on top. It's so good. Um, salmon. It's, it's really, really good. And that's one of my favorite places in the parks. A lot of times we'll go there kind of for a third meal or a random. We'll have a roll and an ice water. Mm-hmm. 
It's also a great like you just you maybe if you woke slept in day and had a late lunch and you kind of didn't really want to eat a big dinner. It's a great place to see the uh, whatever show happens to be showing <laughs> on, the, right. on, on the water there. Um, I've not been to Tokyo Dining. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those that I just it's it's a restaurant we'd ever get to. Uh, we always go to Tepanito if we go to Japan. And it's kind of like the Chinese restaurant Nine Dragons, whereas it's hibachis in a lot of places around town as is Chinese restaurants. It's good hibachi. It's really good hibachi. It's really good Chinese. But I would rather go do eat something that I don't get to eat Correct. back home versus going to eat good hibachi. Now, I will not argue. If you want to go there, let's go. Let's eat. But uh, it is just, it's good hibachi. And I know, uh, what what's the name of the new place? The Tekomi Thai, I think is the name of the yeah, place. Just, it, if you're yeah, sitting around and going, if you're at Walt Disney World and going, hey, you know what I haven't done? Spend enough money. Um, <laughs> and that's that place, right? Because it's a, it's a type, it's basically like a, you know, a, uh, my friend Kenny went, um, and him and his his wife and child spent like four hundred and fifty bucks in there. Yeah, I've heard it's expensive. Heard it's good, but I've heard it's it's pricey. Yeah, so. it's just, and I love food, dude. But mm-hmm. like, there's a certain number that food gets to that I kind of <laughs> I kind of tap out at. You know, like right. And several hundred dollars is definitely no. I'm I'm, I'm one that I'll, I'll go hard at like California Grill or, and we have the tables in Wonderland discount card, which saves us some some money. But yeah, I. That's a little rich for my blood. Yeah, a little bit, uh, a little bit much. Uh, and then, of course, now we're walking over to Morocco. Oh, okay. Uh, which, which is interesting because I don't eat a lot of Moroccan food. I don't eat a lot of spicy food. But the Moroccan restaurant that's there, and I'm trying to think of the name of it now, uh, Marrakesh. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty good food for really me, good. who doesn't eat a lot of Moroccan food. I actually like Marrakesh. And uh, and you can go there and have a belly dance or dance while you're eating dinner. Very true. <laughs> Very oh. true. And if you don't want to spend the money or you see the belly dancers, you can go to the Tangerine Cafe that's there, yes. uh, which has got some of the same food, which is good. I think, have you, you and I, I met? Yeah, I think that was our first the first time we met was actually the Tangerine Cafe. Yeah, because uh, I was like, I'm going to the Tangerine Cafe. It's a cheap table. It's a cheap counter. Right. It's probably one of my favorite counters. It's uh, the mm-hmm. Tangerine Cafe. I don't think you had been, and I was just like, hey, I'll buy you lunch. Yeah, it's and good. we met up and had, had a good time, and I think this is before. I remember this because... This was, I want to say, maybe spring or something, and the thing was coming up, and you were telling me, maybe this was fall, and you were telling me that the following spring you had some event you were working on, something big is coming, I'll let you know about it, but you're really going to hear about it. The first time, before you had even told me, it's called The Thing. Uh, And for the audience, we'll get to The Thing in a few minutes. We'll talk about that just at the end of the show, kind of what that is, and we'll talk about how If we ever get out of Epcot. To the end of the show, yeah. Have you had Spice Road Table? Do you like Spice Road Table? One of my favorite uh, Corona memes in the Disney community was uh, Spice Road Table doesn't even know they're closed. There's still no one eating there. So, <laughs> um, exactly. Here's the deal, man. When I go to Walt Disney World, very seldom do I find myself going, man, if I could just sit outside and eat, that'd be great. You know, I'm looking for like, let's eat, let's get inside, let's get out of the heat. Although I'm, you know, they fill up for illuminations. I just really like the food at Marrakesh. Yeah. If you're going to go there, go to Marrakesh or go to Tangerine. I don't know that I'd worry about Spice Road Table. Uh, look at the menus. I, mean, I always encourage you to look at the menus. There may be something that you absolutely want, and I please do. Please get it. But uh, uh, for my money, I'd rather go to Marrakesh or Tangerine. And over in France, which is next door, there's Chefs de France, which is the, the big French restaurant. My wife loves Chefs de France. I've been there a couple of times. It's pretty good. It's not my favorite. Um, you know, I like the appetizers that are there. I like the drinks that are there. Oh, but es- otherwise, their escargot like, is fantastic, David. Escargot is wonderful. But I always get that, uh, especially during the festivals. You get that little card outside to get the oh, escargot, the, the, oh, which is that's so good. 
you yeah, know, I could, I, pound, I, could eat, I could eat 100 of those. Yeah, it's me too. Deeply me regret too. it, but I could eat 100. <laughs> me too. And we'll, we'll talk about festivals in just a minute, but uh, the escargot is wonderful. And Chef de France, is, is, it's pretty good. Yeah. Never done the upstairs overpriced French restaurant. Yeah, that's what Monsieur Paul. Is that the name of it? Monsieur um, Paul. Monsieur Paul. It's one of the ones that's like, I'm, yeah. I'm wearing shorts and I'm sweating. I don't really want to go spend $300 on dinner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Across uh, the bridge. You get to United Kingdom, where you have the Rosen Crown. The fish and chips are there, and I'm a big fan of Rosen Crown. Yeah. Love Rosen Crown. Get some bangers and mash. And yep. Bangers and mash <laughs> is good. Shepherd's pie is good. I don't yep. think I've ever had a bad meal there, and I've had several different dishes there. Whereas a lot of restaurants at the at Epcot, I'll go to, and I get the same thing over and over because I love it so much. I'm like, when am I? When am I going to get to come back? And maybe a month or six months or whatever, I'm going to eat this while I can. At Rosen Crown, I will try different things because I just like that restaurant quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it's just good food. Uh, if you sit there on the water, it's a great view of, of, of illuminations or whatever shows coming up. If you can time it just right, um, you know I'm I, I like the UK. I like the pavilion quite a bit. The meet and greets back there with Pooh and, and Piglet and Alice and Mary Poppins are there. And you know, of course, they're going to have a Mary Poppins attraction sometime in the next year to seven, eight, or nine, ten years, depending on when they get their stuff back together. But um, I, I like that Rosen Crown. I do. Yeah, that's what, and, that was further out, so I think it might be the, you know, we love, my wife loves, we always go to the Twinnings Tea Shop right there. That's mm-hmm. one of her favorite. We always get some kind of tea that yeah. we can't get in, our, in a place. My wife, uh, Steph, is the same way. She loves the Twinnings Tea there. And, so, uh, you know, and they've got a tip, I tried to be, I tried, they have like a, uh, a tea bag that you put in water, mm-hmm. which is a fat fellow. I don't drink enough water, but it's flavored teas that you just drop in like your water bottle or in your, you know, your little turvis fantastic um that's really well, cool. let's let's get to canada like yeah let's get to canada, canada. because now, yeah. now l'atelier is one of those places mm-hmm. i absolutely love right but it's yep. overpriced yeah my pro tip for l'atelier is go and go basically have either eat a light lunch or have a snack i love their cheddar cheese soup i never eat mm-hmm. it when it's outside because who wants to eat soup standing outside on top of a trash can at 100 degrees <laughs> 90 degrees <laughs> But inside with the pretzel bread, it's fantastic. They have a great poutine. This last year, they had their normal poutine, and then they had one that was themed for each of the pavilions. So they had like a a short rib one for China, and um, they had a German one with like mustard. Fantastic. Um, I do, I do love, I do love that a lot. Um, I I'm a big fan of La Celia. I haven't been in a couple of years. Uh, I actually don't think I've been since they changed it over to a two credit menu, uh, two credit dining yeah. uh, dining. So it's been several years, and we're going theoretically. And the the you know living on the corner of Utopia and Paradise, we're going in June. And so La Celia is on the on the docket for our restaurants to eat at, and I'm real excited about that because I love the poutine. I love the the maple creme brulee is one of my favorite desserts in all of property. It's just delicious, delicious creme brulee. In, um, in fact, let's stop and talk right now about creme brulees. Okay, all of the deluxe restaurants have a a, a creme brulee. Mm-hmm. California Grill normally has a butterscotch creme brulee that is good. delightful. So don't sleep on the Disney and their creme brulees. Right. In fact, we we skipped France, my friend. We skipped the the, the little back corner, the the bakery in France. What's that called? I forget, but I, I know what you're talking about. So a, a couple of pro tips. That's a great place to go and grab stuff to go, maybe to go back to your room. Departure day. Go get like a nice tart or something. Um, they have a nice eclair. We do that a lot of times. We'll get like an eclair. And they have a croissant. That's like got Gruyere cheese and ham on it that they can either warm up for you and have there, or you could take it to go. 
And so a lot right. of times we'll leave. We'll, if, if we're flying out early the next morning, we'll have it in our room before we leave for the airport. And we have DVC rooms, so we have the microwave in the room. And it seems like more and more that rooms are starting to put microwaves in. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're turning more things into that kind of... As more hotels start to have that on a norm. But yeah, man, I guess we did go to France. We just we just missed the the, the table service back there in the corner. Well, I was thinking of creme brulee actually because I was thinking when we kind of transitioned into some of the festivals real quick. Uh, that's one of the things I get. I Canada, I always get the little steak, like six buck piece of little steak, little and little, um, little nugget of fillet. Exactly, and the scallops. I mean, that's like a fifteen dollar meal, but I'll get both of them anyway because they're delicious. <laughs> um, we one year we went, and uh, my my wife and I both had our fillets, and somehow I was handing it to her, and I dropped it. It flipped over face down on the ground. I picked it up, brushed it off, and she was like, "Well, I get yours," so I gave her gave her mine, and I just started eating it, uh, the one I had. And she was like, "You dropped that." I was like, "I know," but this was a six or seven dollar piece of meat from La Cellier. I'm not I'm not not eating this. And yeah, I, I devoured it and then went and get another one. It was it was fantastic. But <laughs> creme brulee, they also you can get the cart there at France during the festivals. They have the uh, the I'll get the sca- the uh, escargot and the creme brulee together, mm-hmm. uh, not on top of each other, but I'll get both dishes, and uh, it's it's fantastic. They, as far as the festivals go, of course, they've got you know all the the uh, the usual uh, booths come in, everything from Greece, which you know last time I got the Spinocopita, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, Here's- Puerto Rico will come in, other country mm-hmm. Poland comes in with a sausage, Russia, whatever. I love that. I love the cheese cart that always comes in. I always get a cheese plate, which is great, and the chocolate cart, which is great. This year, the cheese last year, the cheese plate, the chocolate cart, and then the wine and the cider bar were kind of all together. That was nice. Which was I really will nice. say this. I love Food and Wine Festival. Don't get me wrong. You could probably, if you w- went to Food and Wine, you can spend almost as you would at the expensive Tokyo restaurant if you're you not careful. definitely could. I know, like, I, we normally just kind of do a snack on it or a light dinner one night. You're going to blow through 50 or 100 bucks a person. Yeah. And um, it's 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 deceiving, too, because you're you know, it's $4 here, $6 here, here, yeah, $7 yeah. here, $3 here. And, you know, and suddenly you've spent $74 and you've made it yeah. to six countries. And you're like, what the crap? I'm I'm stuffed and I'm broke. And what happened? We'll do what I normally do, like the few things. I always try something new because we try to interview. We review it for the podcast. But normally I just want the things I always have. Yeah. 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 Well, um, Steph and I went, this is several years ago and we went to Epcot and our purpose was, this is before kids. Our purpose was to try something from every cart. And so we did, it took us two days. We spent over almost $200, but we had at least one thing from every single cart, except for the beer cart, which we don't drink beer and the Florida cart, uh, which everything was like spiced chicken, jerk chicken, whatever. We didn't want any of that, but otherwise we had something from every single booth there and it was great we were stuffed and we were broke but it was awesome they had got that past- great orange board bird slushy there a couple years mm-hmm. ago i think they, yep. they've been having those lately so those are good and well and this was back too but we had stickers on your passport they actually had to stamp your passport so we have a passport here somewhere yeah. with stamps all the way through it which is nice. except for the and even with the floor card i was like we're not going to get anything here can you stamp it anyway and they stamped it which was great so wow. so that's epcot um anything else to bring up in epcot before we jump over to the resorts man We've been talking about food for two hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to get we're on gonna, Grubhub and have something we're delivered. Gonna, we're gonna zip through the resorts because we don't have to. We don't, we don't have to spend a lot of time at the resorts. Um, a couple things come to mind. Uh, of course, I love the Grand Floridian uh, Super Califragilistic Breakfast. They have chilled strawberry soup over the breakfast, yep. which I think is amazing. Uh, I love that soup. I, I get it every time I go. Um, of course, the Kona Cafe has Texas or Tonga toast. Tonga toast, yeah. But te- Tonga toast over the Polynesian, which Obviously, is phenomenal. Ohana for their dinner. Yes. Oh, so good. 
That's one of my favorite. Like, I think, I think if I could tell you what, if you go to Disney, what should you do? And I always tell people, go to Disney and do things you can't do anywhere else. Go to Ohana, go to Primetime Cafe, Mm -hmm. go have a character meal. I recommend Tusker House. I normally say those are kind of the three things Primetime, Ohana, Tusker, that you could almost get like a cross section of great Disney dining. And you're going to leave full and satisfied from all of those meals. I agree. But the Tonga Toast, also Tonga Toast downstairs at the quick service. Um, yeah, Captain, Captain so Cooks, I think is the name of the place. Pennies, Captain Cooks. Yep. Captain Cooks, yep. Um, you obviously and got Conan, Trader Sam's there. Yeah, Trader Sam's is good. If you can't get into Ohana, and it's very hard to get into sometimes, Kona is not a bad substitute. I think you don't get as much food, you know, because Ohana is a table service buffet where they bring you sh- skewers of shrimp and steak and chicken or whatever. But Kona is also a really good meal too a polynesian style food uh yep. dinner is really good there they have a great breakfast they have great sushi at yep. dinner yep there's a little sushi stand that's also in a coffee shop in the morning that's fantastic some great sushi i um, mean mm-hmm. if we're going around the monorail uh i love california grill you know but a lot of times we'll just go and have a couple of sushi rolls now granted sushi is like 20 bucks a roll right. so <laughs> and remember guys when you're doing disney dining you know don't feel obligated to like go crazy if that's not what you want to do like you don't have to like go three course meal if you're paying out of pocket. Now, if you're on the dining plan and it's on Disney's time, by all means, get the lobster, get the, you know, right. But don't be afraid to go to someplace like La Cellier and just get a couple of appetizers and a salad and call it yeah. tip, tip your well, 20% and get out of there. But um, don't, don't, don't feel guilty about it. I, we never do. That's my two thinking. cents. In in lieu of, um, of uh, in, in looking at time and everything, let's uh, let's kind of zip over to Disney Springs. Kind of hit a few highlights there, um, and I'm sure we'll think of more parks, stuff, sure. more resort stuff too. But uh, uh, a couple of highlights at Disney Springs. One thing I love, and I've discovered this recently in the last year or two, the Polite Pig. Uh, it's a little barbecue and chicken place over yep. in Disney Springs. Uh, you can get a chicken sandwich there and and sides and drinks for like. Like 15 bucks, which is a steal. Yep. The chicken sandwich is enormous. It could feed two people reasonably. Cut. I, I don't share it, so I don't let it feed two people because I eat the whole thing myself. But it could feed two people. They have great sauces. The, the lines are usually long, but it goes fairly quickly. Probably you're going to have is maybe finding a table sometimes, but they have great service, uh, great great customer service there. Yep. The Polite Pig is an excellent restaurant, counter service restaurant. If you can get in, um, it's really, really good food. So I've got to recommend a Polite Pig. And they have a fantastic, I'm not a, I'm not a straight bourbon drinker, but it's, I, I do have bourbon in things. They have a great bourbon and bourbon cocktail menu. I, man, there's so much food at Disney Springs. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my from here, obviously, the boathouse is always a yep. great, has great, their truffle fries. Um, I think you, I, I haven't made my funeral arrangements yet, but I may, <laughs> if you could just put me on some, on some, on to serve me on top of some uh, truffle fries with like a, an aioli, that'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> we love Art Smith's, his, Hallelujah biscuit that he does on br- when he does brunch is fantastic mm-hmm. at homecoming. And, and we're actually working on a little uh, a little magic from Chef Art for the thing. So um, nice. Nice. One of our speakers is actually good friends with Art. And so we're working on a little a little a little uh, a little really wouldn't be pixie dust with uh, Chef Art. It was maybe maybe like a, a, a good uh, flower, <laughs> a little flower dredging <laughs> from Art. Right. But right yeah, across the um... street from there, you've obviously got. Um, Morimoto's, which is my favorite, though probably my favorite food right now at Walt Disney World is the ribs. We said we, we had an episode of WW Days, like if you had to go eat one thing right now, what would it be? It'd be like the ribs at Morimoto's. I don't know what they are, I don't, I don't even think they're pork, you know, they're probably pterodactyl or something. I don't know, 
It doesn't matter. They are fantastic. Right. It doesn't matter. It's good. It, it doesn't matter. It's good. Yeah. And they have a great fried rice there. Their Peking duck is glorious. Um, What's the burger place, man? You and I have been to that. Deluxe. Deluxe burger. Deluxe burger. Yeah. Pro, pro tip, if you're going there, use, please, for the love, use the app to order there because mm-hmm. the lines are always atrocious there. Yep. And you those walk, lines don't move that fast. Yeah. And they walk, people walk up and look at you like when you walk up and grab your burger like a rock star. People are mm-hmm. looking at you like, what do you just do? But man, that, that mobile order, I'll do it when people are waiting a lot. I'm like, hey, you guys can wait in line if you want. I'm going to order on the app. Yeah, Deluxe um, is a it's a good place for families because there's something there for everybody. Un, what what I mentioned about sci-fi on the other episode is, you know, the, all the burgers that are there, I don't necessarily like all that stuff on my burgers, whereas Deluxe, I feel like I can get exactly what I want on a hamburger yep. uh, and not feel like I paid $18 for a cheeseburger that doesn't have very much stuff on it. The fries are good. They have this massive amount of fries as a side dish. Um, and, and the shakes are really of, good. Massive you know, amount of uh, sauces. Yeah, and the shakes are really good too. And it's a good it's a good atmosphere. Um, you know, you can sit outside if it's not too hot, sit there over the little little pond that's there and see Disney Springs. Uh it's really good. Um I'm a fan of Blaze Pizza. It's just oh. standard pizza, but it's it's like ten bucks per person. Yeah. So you get in, get out. It's a it's a quick meal. If you're like, you know what, I got you know, an hour to eat, let's eat something real quick and go. Perfect. That's perfect. Earl sandwich is the same way. You get in line, oh, get your sandwich. I love the Earl. Eat. So Earl is I love great. the holiday sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. I, I like the American. I think the roast beef is called the American or yep. all American or whatever it's yep. called is really good. And my other one that I really like there um, is Wolfgang Puck Express. Yes. Not so Wolfgang good. Puck, but the Express. Again, great value for what you get. You get a lot of food. It's pasta, things like that. They have a great breakfast there. If you're ever at Disney Springs for breakfast, it's really good. Good value there as well. So We used to go to that regularly. We had one of those in Franklin for a while. The Wolfgang Puck's Express. And could eat eat there all the time, but it's good food. It really is good food. So, uh, anything else at Disney Springs? I know we could talk forever about Disney Springs, but any more highlights we need to bring up? I think those are the highlights, man. I think we've hit them. Yeah. I, I can't think all of. Right. I mean, dude, we could we could keep eating for for days. I'm sure. I'll, oh yeah, we definitely ooh, could. You know what? If you like guacamole, the uh, I always get all of the restaurants' names down there because they they changed everything. Right. What's the boat called now? Is it? It's not Fulton's. It's a. Uh, uh, Paddlefish, maybe? Paddlefish, yes. Paddlefish, yeah. They have a lobster guacamole that is like 40 bucks, but it's basically a whole lobster in guacamole. And that on chips, they did an event for for a media event there, and I went there, and they brought that out to me at the table. And it was just like, oh, man, this is good. Yeah, I think I think we've hit we've hit the highlights. You've hit some, some quick services and some tables. Yeah. And I think yep. we've... I think we've got it covered. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I'm starving and you're starving now too, unfortunately. Uh, so <laughs> let's uh, real quick before we close up, I want to mention the thing. And this is a conference that you put together a couple of years ago. And basically, it's this what I, here's how I describe it to people. And you can kind of correct me where I'm wrong or kind of add to it. But basically, it's a conference where it's a bunch of people that are awesome at what they do. You've got authors, you've got writers, you've got speakers, you've got entrepreneurs, you've got musicians, you've got, uh, you've got travel agents, you've got, uh, you know, marketing people, you've got branding people, you've got, you know, everybody from, from, um, from Imagineers to whatever. And that's my kid in the background, by the way. Um, you've got all these people that all come together and a lot of them speak and some are just kind of there. And it's a chance to network and to sit at the same table with, um, you know, somebody who does Instagram and has like a million followers and somebody over here who does marketing professionally and somebody and be able to in this closed, intimate environment, 
to pick their brain. They're there to say, hey, how can I help you? Uh, and obviously within reason, they're not going to give you all of their secrets for everything because that's not very good business sense. But within reason, they'll say, I can help you out. I can, you know, whatever. And I've learned a ton of, you know, pricing. I've learned a ton of, uh, you know, uh, audiovisual stuff and how to teach myself how to do certain things and, you know, marketing things and social media things. And that's kind of the sense it is. It's 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 not a rah-rah concert, which there is some rah-rah that is there. There is encouragement there, but it's not a rah-rah kind of conference where they look at you going, you're awesome. You're amazing. You can do it. Now, go do it. It's more of a, yes, you can do it. Let me show you how to do it so yes. you can do it when you get home. So um, the, And I've learned a ton from that. The big idea, man, is like all of my friends have a thing. Right. They all have something they want to do. And I think now more than ever, I think we're entering a season as, as a country where we're literally, I mean, even though all we've been through, I still believe that this is the greatest time to be alive. Absolutely. There has never been an opportunity to create and to serve. I mean, essentially, you're watching Jimmy Fallon and Lady Gaga and Elton John do all the stuff that you and I do every day. And I think the world is kind of going, huh, that's interesting. You know, uh, right. I, I feel like I feel like the deck has been cleared and everything's been leveled. And so, you know, back to what I said when we were talking about those at the beginning about the instigators and the um, inventors that, you know, when you get all of those people in a room around each other, magic happens. And we made a decision very early on that we weren't going to have a green room. So you get that experience because every speaker is normally there. They're always there the whole day they speak. Mm -hmm. And they're there to serve you and they're there to pour into you and they're sitting at the table. Like, I think you sat with Rachel Peterson last year. I did. I did. You know, and she's sitting there taking as many notes. Um, you know, she called me afterwards and she's like, I've executed like 13 things I learned, you know, like, yeah. and, and, and that's the the powerful thing about the, about that is when you get in the room with those people, um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm in the process of creating some things to keep that going throughout the year for people as well. But yeah, man, it's really just a place for anybody that has something they're working on, whether it's writing, speaking, creating, being a travel agent. I mean, there's a and, lot and of travel can... agents that come, but there also, we have, we have a guy that runs a funeral home. We have. We right. have a, a um, someone that's a musician. We have someone that's a that makes videos for people. We have someone that's a, and then we have people like Matt, who, who you mentioned, who's been on the show. You know, Matt's a travel mm-hmm. agent. He's a podcaster, yep. as a video company. You like, there are all these people who, who you know, I've kind of called it the gathering of misfits. We're right. all kind of like you know square pegs and round holes. And you know, Steve Jobs had did a commercial back in the nineties, and here's to the crazy ones. And that's kind of what this is a gathering. It's a gathering of people with a big calling who want to be around to people who can encourage them to do big things. And, yeah. uh, and it's, it's cool because you become, you, you build relationships with these people. Now, not everybody in that group. Am I going to walk away from going, okay, yeah, we're besties now we're friends or, you know, there's people that I haven't talked to since the last time I saw them at the thing, or even if they didn't come last year, maybe I saw them the year before, but there are certain people that I still keep in contact with, you know, whether it's on Instagram or messaging or whatever. Um, you know, and after the thing last year, I was able, we all went out to dinner and I was able to actually spend the evening hanging out with and talking to and picking the brain of, you know, yeah. Katrina and Ben, who are musical artists. And, you know, you got Justin Schneck who, who Schenck, who is, is, is you know the the podcast movement guy and so being able to just build those relationships with those people to be able to say not only are they successful entrepreneurs they're also my friends that i can email them and say hey let me ask you a question what would you think about this or let and me they all talk about, about that you. you know and that, which is that's all that's awesome i take it i'll take yeah. that so uh real quick uh the the information on the thing when is it coming what the, it was in may but now it's been shifted to november yep. so let's talk it a little was bit about the last that. weekend in may but we've shifted to the first week in the november Okay. Um, you can go to the thing dot live. Um, if you use the the promo code podcast, 
Mm-hmm. It gets you, uh, I think, ten percent off. Okay. Um, but yeah, the you know we just updated the website. By the time you're listening to this, or we're in the process of doing yep. it. Um, so yeah, we're just we're just actually announcing it. In fact, when you release this, people may hear first on this if they've made it this far. Um, <laughs> after listening to us talk about food for two two episodes back to back, they may actually hear this before some of the people that are attending are going to hear about it because we haven't officially announced it, but we officially moved it. I just actually signed um, the addendum to the contract to move the hotel, mm-hmm. and we're, the, we're we're right by Disney. Right. Um, we have a VIP day where we spend the day in the Disney parks, and a VVIP day where we spend the day in a suite with the Disney Imagineer. It's just an amazing gathering. Mm-hmm. I always, I want to encourage you, dude, but I want to encourage you to do something. And so if I'm telling you to do something, I've got to equip you to do that. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm pretty excited about it. I I don't, I didn't know that I was going to be able to come to the May trip just because of where it fell. But in November, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be able to make it, which I'm pretty excited about. So uh, very cool. Very good. Terry, this has been a delight. This has been a hunger, hunger filled delight, but this has been wonderful to talk to you, man. So yeah, everybody go eat. Yeah. Everybody go eat. And uh, I'm sure I will talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks, Dave. Wow. Two hours talking about food at Disney, and we probably could have talked for another hour or more. Uh, And I know that you're thinking to yourself, oh, please don't. Maybe you are. Maybe you're saying, hey, yes, please keep talking. I don't know, but I hope you enjoyed both of these episodes. Hope you enjoyed part one and part two of the tastes of Walt Disney World. We still have the sound of Walt Disney World coming up, and that'll be coming up in the next few weeks or so as we barrel our way towards, towards episode number one. Hundred And uh, like I said, we've got some announcements coming up, and I hope you guys will enjoy those announcements because some great stuff coming up. I, I can't I'm, – I'm excited. I can't tell you yet what's happening, but I'm really excited about what's going to happen for the Magic Hundred Dollar Podcast and things like that. I've got some great stuff happening. Of course, find me on Facebook and Disney on a dollar, Magic on a dollar. Find me Magic on a dollar.com. I am on Magic on a dollar on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Uh, and we've said at the top of the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all that good stuff. You can also email me magiconadollar at gmail.com let me know about the podcast information you have or questions you have or trip questions you have or anything else we can just chat if you'd like that too that'd be fun so I hope you guys have a great week we'll see you back here next week or maybe even later this week depending on when this episode finds you Uh, don't forget wash your hands stay healthy thank a first responder and then thank a Phoenician thanks for listening Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.